camper with a bloody nose. One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes. Then grab your Nalgene of water and your Bible quotes. And listen to one time summer camp. Welcome, everybody. This is 100% Bonafide, without a doubt, the best podcast you will ever listen to. Welcome to this one time at summer camp. Round of applause. Jeff, please insert here. Uh, my name is Eric Hollock. I'm going to be your host for today. I am here with my two cohorts, John. Say hi, John. Hi. And Jeff. Say hi, Jeff. Hi. In case you wanted to know more about these two uh, chatterboxes, uh, we're going to go do a great get-to-know-you question. Our get-to-know-you question for today, I'm going to actually leave, I'm going to, John, I have one regarding uh, food and one regarding location. Mm. Which one would you like to hear? Location, location, location. There you go. If you had to live in a state other than your home state, what state would you live in and why? I choose food. <laughs> <laughs> I will start. My name is Aaron Kalk. I'm the former program director at Camp Stoney in New Mexico and Briarwood in Texas. If I had to live in a state other than Texas, and I'm actually going to ixnay New Mexico because that's like my easy go-to answer just because I love that place and I've been there a lot. If I had to live in a state other than those two, I think I'd actually pick Colorado. Oh. Because it's beautiful. Uh, I have some friends there. I love the mountains. I've never actually lived through a winter with snow. So I figure if I'm going to go in, go in hard. <laughs> and I like skiing and snowboarding. So that's fun. I couldn't, I could probably afford to live there for like a week. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, like, it. your cost of living would skyrocket. Yeah, that'd be, it would be a shock for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's me, y'all. Uh, let's start with Jeff. All right. Well, I'm Jeff. I'm the current program director at Lutherdale in Wisconsin. Also worked at Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. Um, I, so I live in Wisconsin currently, but I'm from Minnesota. So I'm not going to pick either of those because Minnesota is the easy answer again. Same yep. thing with Aaron. Um, I was actually between two states. And surprisingly, one of them was also Colorado. Yeah. Because I love Colorado. I've been out there a few times to visit friends and for their conference for LOM. And it's just a beautiful state. I like winter, so I would get winter still. And it's just, I've always like wanted to live in Colorado. But I'm going to go with a different place. I think Washington State has always been like a place I have thought about visiting and living in. I don't know why. I just feel like it'd be really cool. So, yeah, I've never, my uncle lives up there. I've never been there. We were planning to go, you know, pre COVID yeah. to visit. I want to go. It looks beautiful anytime. I see pictures yeah. and stuff. I don't know what it is about it, but I just... Sorry, Idaho. <laughs> I, I heard, I've heard it's the better version of Idaho. Yeah, that's what I hear, too. Um, but yeah, I think between those two, I'd probably pick one of them. I go somewhere like different than the Midwest. So I mean, yeah. it's a proper-looking state, not in this weird shape like yeah, Idaho. Like, it's like a square, not like a boot or like an L for a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, who's next? John, where are hey, you John, from? How about you? If you could live in someplace else besides Idaho, where would you live? That was so rude. <laughs> um, I better yeah, know your I'm, answer. <laughs> I'm John. I'm the former program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp. Um, ooh, and they they just changed their logo, which Ooh. is huge. 
That's crazy. Um, so go on the website there and take a look at it. I love it. Um, sorry, shameless plug. Um, so not sorry. Uh, if I could live in any state other than Idaho, I'd probably just go directly north, Montana, or Wyoming. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Which one? It's got to be one. Which which deserted area of the United States would you rather live in? Uh, well, the murder rate in <laughs> Wyoming is much higher than Montana. So Wyoming. Really? So probably Montana. And my Tara has a lot of family in Montana. That's where she's from. So we'd probably go there. All right, Montana. That's cool. Uh, so I just checked out the Luther Heights Bible Camp new logo. It looks pretty good. I see they've gotten That's rid of sick. the outline of the state of Idaho for a reason. What? Didn't you, always, you used to have a sticker that had the outline of no, Idaho? No, 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 no. I did. You did? That, that was just a sticker. Hmm. That was yeah, the logo. I, see, that was I, see, logo. I see nothing that has to do with Idaho in the new logo, and that's probably the reason. Probably for the best. <laughs> Except for the mountains, which Ouch. look like... You know, Maybe <laughs> Montana. They could be Colorado. Hey, I, we have alienated all fans from Idaho at this point. I'm so sorry. I've never been. It sounds like a beautiful place, and I do love potatoes. So, so. just John's mom? Is that the only thing we lost? John's mom. Mrs. John's mom. I'm so sorry. Our biggest fan. We lost her. She is our biggest fan. She is our biggest <laughs> fan. Um, all right. Uh, real quick, before we get to the camp hack, uh, we're going to listen to a voicemail. Um, now, I have to ask. I should have asked this before we started recording. I don't remember if we've listened to the first voicemail. Uh, the the one that I think that we talked about the ones that we're going to listen to. Did we listen to the first one yet live? Or is it no, just us? No, none of them have been on the podcast yet. Sweet. So we, we're going to listen to a voicemail from the, uh, the amazing and talented Kyle Rydell. From, um, oh gosh, what's the name of his camp? Uh, Park River. Park, Park River Bible Camp up in North Dakota. Um, so let's take a listen, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm calling to leave my voicemail. Um, this is my voicemail. Um, I love you. <laughs> Beautiful words, Kyle. Uh, thank you for that. Um, what is very, very moving I... and uh, poetic. Why did it, Why did it take a minute and thirty seconds to say that? <laughs> it did. It only lasted 27 seconds. But even then, well, it, it was a long 27 way. seconds. I will, 27 I will seconds for two sentences. Oh, sorry, three, I guess, if you count the I love you. Which, we love you too, Kyle. Um, I think your voicemail is poignant and very well received. So thank you. I don't feel like there's anything else that needs to be said about it. Yeah. Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight to the point. All right. Uh, John, why don't you head up with our hack? For the week. Bring a mask. No. Um, <laughs> you and I are both taking a drink as you say that and almost spit it up. Good timing. Oh, that was oh, But maybe. I mean, we might need masks by next summer go-around. Yeah. Um, 
And if that's the case, camps are great at adapting, so they'll do it. Um, but no, my real hack is for staff, <clears throat> whether it's summer staff or year-round staff. Um, as soon as camp starts, you are going to have a lot of time that is not yours. Um, and one of the ways that I've found over the years to make some time for my time was to bring a book to camp. Um, mm. Even if it was just a couple of pages as the kids were falling asleep or just before I went to bed, it was something that, because I mean, all summer, your life revolves around camp. And we've talked about that before. It's, it can be very stressful. Um, and you got to find time for yourself. So even a couple pages out of the book every night, um, it was something that wasn't camp and it was something that I wanted to do and um, help keep some sanity. And I also got a few good books out of it. There you go. That's a really good idea. Yeah, you need to find time to kind of like decompress and have your own little moments um, because you're regardless if you're introvert, extrovert or however you view yeah. yourself, you're you're going to be constantly bombarded with attention and kids and staff and it's it's a stressful situation for anyone i really don't care what kind of background you're how personality you are so yeah that's really important to take that moment for self-care that's really good john nice awesome uh before we go on to our story i think we have another voicemail oh from we do the one uh this one is from kyle rydell oh Cool. Park River Bible Camp in North Dakota. Um, that? Uh, you'll hear. You'll hear. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, let's let's give it a listen. Hi. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm calling to return a phone call. Um, if you just call me back, uh, that'd be great. Um, Currently, right now, I'm kind of upset that you didn't answer. But I, we'll, we'll talk about it when you call me back. Um, maybe you'll answer while I'm on the phone. I could wait. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to. Um, If I had to rate my experience, maybe like a, well, it was going to be a 3.5, but since you didn't answer this phone call, I'm going to have to say like a a soft two. Um, Like a, a soft two that clogged the toilet. Um, well, anyway, uh, call me back. I love you. <laughs> a soft two. That's the rating that we got from Kyle. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, a little offended that we're a soft two. Um, I can't believe we just got compared to feces. Yeah, that, that, that hurts. I thought we were Kyle. doing pretty well. Yeah. What have we done? I, if you look at our podcast rating, I think we're like at a 4.5. Yeah. Not a soft two. So, I mean, oh, come on. I don't understand why you expected. Well, I, 
We said call our voicemail. We didn't say call us. Call our voicemail. I feel like like we're going to answer. I don't understand. (laughs) We lost John. He's gone. He disappeared. John just left our podcast. He was so upset with this this horrible voicemail. Yeah. So, Kyle, I don't really understand. If you tried calling again, we would be greatly appreciative. Yeah. Let us clear this up Uh, with you, you know. Yeah, want to make it right. I can't. We're not going to answer it. No, we won't. But by the time you hear this, I hope that you will understand where we're coming from. I hope you forgive us by the time you hear this. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, Kyle, again, just uh, give us another shot. You know, maybe give us a call back. Explain exactly why you gave us the rating you did. Uh, how about let's get one. into <laughs> John's brandishing a blade. Oh, on no. the... What did they just oh. help? <laughs> You're subconsciously threatening Kyle. We're not threatening you, Kyle, we promise. <laughs> this Oops. is not good. Um, right, Jeff, why don't you bring us our camp story for the week? Yeah, so this camp story comes from this past summer, and actually, um, I want to give a shout out to one of my staff members, Andrew. He. John. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, just showing out to Andrew. He reminded me of this story. We were talking about, he listened to the podcast, and we were talking about stories, and he reminded me that this happened this summer, that I could share it with you all. So um, I'm sure many of you at camp have, like, a few campers that you just know they need camp. Like, you can just tell that maybe their home life isn't the best or maybe they're picked on in school or whatever it is, but, like, they just need to be at camp, right? We've all had those campers. So we have one uh, that I've worked with since I got here at Lutherdale. Uh, we're going to call him Logan. Um, yeah. I've watched him kind of grow up and develop a little bit from being here at camp. So um, this is my fourth summer working with him. He came to retreats, all that stuff. So like, I know this kid very well. I know his family, all of that. Um, he comes to camp in the summer a couple times, uh, sometimes three times during the summer. And every time he comes, the next time, he always just gets a little worse and worse, his behavior. Like the first time's his best, second time, nah, and third time bad. So like, the last time he's there, it's always not looking great for the right. staff members. Um, so he was at camp this summer for his second session of camp, and he just didn't want to be there. So he showed up for his second session. You could tell he didn't want to be there. He was saying he was felt sick. Um, his mom said, "Nope, he's not sick. He just doesn't want to be here." It's so like right off from the start, it wasn't a great situation. Oh, great. Yeah, right. <laughs> We love that, that at fun. camp. Kids that don't want to be there and are being forced to by their parents. So um, the first night at camp, we were it was storming out, so we were doing our opening worship inside. Um, and I was um, helping like deliver the message or the like debriefing the message skits or whatever. Oh yeah. And before worship started, I could tell he was just really upset. So he was just outside with his cabin leader and our healthcare coordinator. They were just right outside the door. Um, and we we're in our chapel and I'm up on like the stage. I just like given the message or whatever. And I kind of go back into one of the side closets off to the side. And my phone starts ringing. It's our, um, it's a, the cabin leader. It's his phone. And I was like, why is he calling me? I was like, he's outside with his camper. So I step out. There's a back door and I step out and I answer. It's our healthcare coordinator. And she's like, Hey, um, we need your help. Logan is walking down the camp driveway trying to leave. 
Like he's trying to walk home. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so I just book it. I start yeah. sprinting and they are already like down the driveway. So I sprint all the way down the driveway to the very end. Like our welcome sign is where I catch up to them, which is 30 feet from the highway. Oof. I catch up and I get in front of him. He's not like running or anything. He's just walking off, ignoring them, won't stop. Yeah. I get down there and get in front of him. And I stop and I just start talking to him, kind of calm him down and trying to figure out what's going on. And he's kind of like pacing, trying to get by me, but I'm just like moving with him, talking to him, keeping him calm. And eventually we talk him down and we get him to come back. And um, he says that he doesn't feel well. His stomach hurts and he just wants to go home and all of this. And um, he kind of like hints it that he's been picked on in the cabin before and that the cabin leaders haven't done anything about it. And he doesn't want to stay with these boys. We think there might be a little bit of history with some of them that they might have picked on in the past. And that's mm. why he's just trying to get out of there. So we eventually get him to agree he's going to stay in the health care for the night. Um, because he says he feels sick. He told us, he says he threw up in the bathroom. We don't think he did, but we can't really prove it or disprove it, whatever. So right. we have him stay in the healthcare um, with the healthcare coordinator and another staff member. They stand there, supervise all of that. So this is the first night. The next night we get through the day, the next morning, he's like asking to call home all of that. Um, we're going through the day, everything like that. And at nighttime again, he's just like, I want to go home. I want to call my mom. I want to go home. And I was like, we can't, like, this is our last night. It's only a half week program. Um, he's about to leave the very next day. So we're like, let's just, let's stick it out one more night. You did it last night. And he's asking to stay in the healthcare again. And we're like, we can't have you stay up there again. Like we need that for sick campers. Like you're not sick. You need to stay in your cabin. Um, so it's just going on and on. And eventually he's like, well, I'm just going to leave. He's like, I'm going to wait for everyone to fall asleep and I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk away. Jeez. And we're like, nope, you, you can't do that. Um, since it's probably like nine o'clock or so, I tried calling his mom just to get a hold of her, have her talk to him. She's not answering her phone. Oh, I tried calling grandma, his secondary garden. She's not answering her phone. No one's answering. I'm trying to call them. I have another staff with me. We're trying to talk this kid down and convince him to stay the night. And he's just like pacing and keeps trying to leave their building they're staying in. So we're outside just like watching the doors and ushering him back inside whenever he leaves. Um, so I'm going to kind of leave it here at this point in time. So this camper is threatening to just leave in the middle of the night. As soon as we fall asleep, uh, walk home. He lives, his house is like 40 minutes away. He says he knows which direction, but he doesn't, he doesn't know his directions. Um, mom's not answering. Grandma's not answering. I can't get a hold of anyone. What would you do? Uh, you're the worst. Yeah. Clearly the parents left the country. Um, uh, took yeah, the kid to camp and said, "We're done." Um, <laughs> Jeff, so you'll can never I, see I, them again. I have a semi-serious clarifying question that yeah. will directly reflect my answer. Okay. Do you suspect this kid has a rough home life, or is he just a rough kid? Uh, he definitely has a rough home life. Um, he doesn't have a father figure. Um, okay. from what I know. Uh, he's in jail. Um, his older okay. brother, we believe, is also in jail. Um, okay, this, so he's this, got that very makes hard a lot more life. sense. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Uh, that that absolutely influences the kind of answer I'm going to give, because um, <laughs> I I have a line. Um, the <laughs> oh, good. 
So I know it's really, really far out there, but we found it. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, I'm going to start this by saying at, at Camp Stony, New Mexico, they have a program called Grace Camp, which is specifically tailored for campers who have incarcerated parents or guardians. Mm-hmm. And awesome. so a lot of them are living with aunts or grandparents or things like that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of this kind of like, I don't need to be here. You can't make me do anything, that kind of stuff. Um, and not all their ways are usually paid for. Um, and so it's, it's one of those, it's a, it's a ministry for them. So we get a lot of this kind of stuff um, with uh, j- just to kind of name it with, with some difficult behavioral issues. Yeah. Um, and you, you can only do so much as a counselor or director because at the end of the day, you're not their parent. You're in local parentis. You're acting in place yeah. of. Right. And so what I would do is probably get the counselor, the uh, director, depending on how things have been going and how the relationship is with a, the camp, maybe the executive director. If it's a very hands-on executive director who they see all the time, then probably maybe involved. If it's someone who really they don't see a whole lot, I probably would leave them out of it. Um, I would sit down and be like, "Hey, I totally get that you you don't you're not feeling comfortable here and like you don't want to be here that kind of thing. We, we have to keep you safe." At the end of the day, your safety is what matters. And so you understand you leaving, we can't do that. Like, unless, like, I know you don't really care a lot about me, but you're a good kid. And I know you don't want to get anyone in trouble. You don't want anybody hurt. And you leaving puts a whole lot of people at risk. And you're going to, we'll have to lock the camp down because we're not going to know where you went. And we'll have to search here. So none of the kids are going to get to have fun. I don't think you want that. And kind of appealing to the kids like they're a good kid and kind of reinforcing that idea of like this you're a good person right and saying how about tell me what are some things you would really like to do and you know what i'm gonna i'll make do the best i can to make this week great for you um what's something you would like to do and so they might say nothing i hate it here but just kind of trying your best to focus on positives and get moving in that direction but really also setting some clear boundaries like hey i I know that this isn't ideal for what you want but you can't leave. That's not an option. And I think if you're thinking it is an option, we just need to kind of fix that right now. You can't. And I, you know what? I tried calling your mom to see if there was something. She's not answering right now. I'm sorry, bud. So it's just you and me. How about you and I fix this? And kind of making it about choice, good choices, focusing on the positive and that kind of stuff. And eventually, I mean, uh, it's junior high kid, right? Yep. I mean, they, they can stay up a little later than smoke is, but the kid's going to get tired and they're going to need to sleep. You know, and so it, it's going to happen. And then if you really feel like there's a flight risk on this kind of thing, you're going to have to do some rotating watches kind of thing on the outside of the cabin. Because you could ask your counselor like, hey, I need you to pay attention, but your counselor needs sleep, too, because there's other campers to care for. Yep. So there's the long winded answer. Yeah. All right. John. Ditto. No. Um <laughs> Aaron, that that was a really good answer. I think um, recognizing that the kid um, might have their have their feelings hurt, that they might um, not feel like they really feel it fit in at that moment. Um, recognizing that and the emotions that they might feel, and um, <clears throat> for some people, running from an issue is how they handle things, and. Yeah. Uh, at camp, we have an opportunity to kind of flip the script 
on on those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. reiterating what Aaron said, and um, you know, we we have tried to contact your parents. Um, we understand that you you want to go home, um, but that is not an option right now. It's not a safe option, and it's just plain not an option. So for the night, we need to stick around, and we can revisit this tomorrow. Um, yeah. And then talking about the fun things that are going to come from camp, um, things that they might look forward to. Uh, but that's it's hard because it's, it's, a, it's a time when a kid has taken themselves out of the program. Yeah. Um, that's well, well that's it's like hard. you said it's like you said jeff like there are some kids that need camp and they, and at the time the kid might even re- not might not even realize that they need camp right um it, it we as an adult and we as a facilitator can understand the importance of how, what this program could do for this kid mm-hmm. and so i think if you knowing that mentality but while you're talking to this kid like it i'm not trying to make you know this summer camp about this child but I can yeah. do a little bit to make it a better experience for him, which will in turn be a better experience for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Those are both good answers. Um, and yes. I will say we tried a lot of what you guys said. Um, and I'm going to say this for everyone listening. Uh, 95% of the time, what these guys said will work. This is one of the percents where it didn't. <laughs> you know, at that point, oh, yeah. you just have to... Uh, Say, hopefully you've done archery at this point, and give him a bow. <laughs> Fend for give yourself. Give arrow, and say, I thought I saw some wild boar that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we told them that, hey, we tried to call your mom, we tried to call a grandma. They didn't answer. And we tried to explain, like, you know, what can we focus on? Like, what are you excited for? Nothing. Okay, cool. Well, what can we do tomorrow to make your day better? Nothing. Cool. Um, well, you know, like we are here taking care of you. We have to keep you safe and we can't let you leave because that's not safe. You're not my parents. You can't stop me. Like on and on yeah. everything you guys said, we tried, we tried to reason with them, tried to like reason with this yeah, good kid that, that we sucks. know that he is no response, nothing. Just, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, he's like, well, I take care of myself anyway. Like I take care of myself all the time. I can just go home. Like, I don't need you guys. You don't have to look after <laughs> me. And it just, <laughs> It was a battle and a battle. Um, eventually, had to be, we did get. This had whole, to be hours of talking. It was. It started at, around worship at eight. Um, it was about nine thirty ten, probably nine thirty. His mom finally got back to us. Um, we got a hold of her, and she talked to him a little bit on the phone, and then she talked to me as well. And she's like, "Well, he needs to stay." And anyways, I couldn't be there until one or two to pick him up. And it's like. Uh, Okay, cool. So she was very, she didn't want to come get him. She basically like, I'm not going to come get him, deal with it. Yeah. Um, essentially. I let our executive director and associate director know kind of what was going on. And um, eventually what the plan we came up with is in this cabin space, there's two cabins on each wing in a common room in the middle. Um, and in each cabin, he had his, his counselor and then he had another male staff as kind of like a double supervision. Right we offered for him just to sit in the middle room and kind of calm down in there. So he didn't have to be in the cabin with the other boys and the extra staff sat in there with him. Um, I talked to the staff member, his name's Tyler. I want to shout him out as well. Cause he did a lot to help handle the situation. So Tyler, if you're listening, good job. Um, but we, so I talked to Tyler about it. I was like, okay, here's the deal. Um, like 
sit in here with him, help calm him down. He's not responding to me. He's angry at me right now because he knows me. He knows I'm kind of in charge. He might talk to you more and give you more of like what's going on. Yeah. It's after 10. It's probably 1030 at this point in time. I'm like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to try and go to sleep. Call me. If anything happens, call me immediately. My phone's on loud. Mm-hmm. I will be over here. If you need to stay up all night and we have to sit up with him, like, call me. Do all of that. So I'm planning right now at this point to have to be up all night and at least wake up halfway through the night and help cover to watch this kid. Um, like, I'm just expecting it. So eventually I get a text from Tyler saying he's calming down. He's kind of talking to me, opening up a little bit. Tyler's just updating me, all of that stuff. And um, eventually he says, I've convinced him he's going to go sleep in the cabin. Um, he's going to go lay down at least. He says he won't sleep, but he's willing to go lay down. Um, so I had Tyler sleep outside the cabin. There's two doors and they open up right next to each other. So he slept between those two doors, blocking both. Um, so wow. Tyler stayed there all night in his sleeping bag. I told him again, I was like, if you need me to call me anytime, keep your phone on you. I'll yeah. come over. I'll fill in. Like, don't feel like you have to do this on your own. Um, yeah. but he ended he up staying there. Own, huh? What? <laughs> so he did it on his own. He huh? did. He did. He stayed there all night. And that's why Tyler, like, he just did a great job with it. And he handled it like a champ. Um, yeah, he stayed there all night. The kid didn't try and run. He didn't try and do anything. Um, we checked on him right away in the morning. And it all worked out for the best. Um, but he was just one of those campers that, like, no matter what you did, he just wasn't responding to it. And yeah, I honestly don't think he will come back next summer. His mom told him if he came back this year, it would be his last year. So that's why he did it. Um, but he's like, yep, I don't have to come back again if I make it. But like, he also had fun. And like, there were moments where he was goofing around and like, I had a, we played a few games where like, I would have him do things to like earn a snack at canteen because he never came with much money. I always just felt bad for him. So like, if I, he beat me in archery at this contest, he would get a snack and he did. Or if a game I like to play, I I'm not going to share now because it's a really good hack and I'll tell about it later. There's a game I like <laughs> to play. Trying to save, he's trying to save him because he knows. <laughs> I am. I need more hacks. Um, it's a game I like to play with kids that really buys time and I used it as a way and he won this game and he got a snack for that. It's like he would always Ooh. be like, hey, you owe me a bag of chips or whatever. It's like it's kind of bribery, but it also is like the one thing he was interested in. So I was like, I'm going to take that. Like he loves snack time. So I'm going to make sure he gets something for snack time. When he likes competition. Um, yeah, and he likes feeling like he's winning because yeah. like, he's not the most athletic kid. I feel like he tries to like – junior high kids, they love sports. He's yeah. not really a sports person. That's just not him. Um, he's more into video games, which there's nothing wrong with that, but he just doesn't always fit in with the rest of the kids. So, yeah, yeah he went home. He was fine after that, um, but he's someone I always worry about because I just know his home life is rough. I know he needs camp, and I want to see him back. I want him to continue coming, but – um, sometimes at the end of the day, like you just have to trust that you did everything you could and you yeah. tried your best. We gave him the best experience we could and that's about all we can do. Yeah. Jeff, you're hitting on some real good points. And for anyone listening, if you're, especially if you're in the industry or even if you've, you've been a part of it and you're no longer a part of it currently, like John and myself, those are the, I'm going to use the term heartbreaking. Like it, it's, yeah. It's a heartbreaking moment because you you know that you're providing the best that you can for this kid and they're not necessarily the at a point where they know how to receive that well. Um, 
But Jeff, like you said, you're doing all that you can and you're providing a, a safe space for this kid. And down the line, you know, there's very, very few instances we get to see the results, the fruits of our labor. Yeah. And you just have to hope that these positive experiences lead to something eventually, you know, and it may not, um, but it might. And th- we have to do that. We have to provide that space. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff, very much for that moving story. Um, if any of you guys are ever faced with something similar, uh, like what Tyler was going through, like just shout out to Tyler, man. Just keep the faith and stay strong and know that it's going, it will turn out okay. You know, just be safe about it. Uh, before we uh, sign off and do our announcements and everything, we have another voicemail. Oh, we do? To listen to. Yeah, uh, this one's a little different. This oh, is from cool. a Kyle Rydell oh, from Park River Bible I heard Camp. about him once or twice. Yeah, he's he's starting to be, get, get a little bit of a reputation. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, this I was expecting an apology uh, oh. for the, the soft two. You mean it's not? It is a very different voicemail, so why don't we listen to it? Hi, yes, I am calling to... Um, have further conversations um, with someone about the blatant violence um, in a movie um, that was produced by your company. I believe it was a Paul Blart mall cop. Um, I showed this to uh, a few of my nephews um, and uh, it was very hard to explain to them um, why Kevin James was doing such horrible acts in the movie. Um, honestly, I don't think this movie should have a uh, a third sequel. Um, really, if if we could get maybe a prequel to understand the the hate. Um, it might be easier to explain to a child, um, if we knew a little bit of the backstory before, um, having to show them the darkness in (laughs) James' eyes. (laughs) I love you. I have never heard someone try to find the in, the intricate, <laughs> like, emotional value from a Kevin James film. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's been a while since I've seen uh, Paul Blart, so I, I can't really speak to this one. Uh, it's been a while I've since I've heard that. the name Paul Blart. <laughs> right. It's been a minute. Um, Kyle, I have to ask, I don't know what runs through your head while you're delivering these voicemails, but I have never heard anyone be able to deliver something so slowly. (laughs) The way that you're, this was a minute and a half long. If anyone's complaining about the length of this episode, you can find Kyle Rydell. Slow and calculated. Yeah. That's insane. Um, All right, y'all let's get, I just want to tell you guys, if you would like to leave us a voicemail and talk about your 
uh, thoughts on Paul Blart Mall Cop, you can call us at 262-885-1551. No one will pick up because Jeff's lazy and he will not pick up the phone. But you can leave a voicemail and let us know your thoughts on other random films made by the Happy Madison Company. Um, You can also find us anywhere you get your podcast, y'all. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it, we're doing some pretty good, uh, by the way, thank you, Jeff, for the birthday wishes on Facebook. I greatly appreciated it. There are some very mean people who think that I'm older than I am and I don't appreciate that. But if you think I'm 83, I look great for 83. I won't tell you my guess then. You guys are the worst. Um, <laughs> you can also email us any stories that you have at this number one time at summer camp at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to get some more stories from you guys. We actually, I'm I, can I share about the auction thing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we uh, we had the uh, Lutheran Outdoor Ministries um, auction. They had a silent and live auction, and we actually put in for the live auction some guest spots available for what, what? being on this one time at summer camp. We're sellouts, and y'all, y'all, we had say what? We're sellouts. Sellouts. Yeah, yeah we are sellouts. It, no, actually, we're not because we don't get to that. see a dime of this. No, it all goes to <laughs> LOM. So it goes to charity. We sold three guest spots oh, for four hundred dollars each. So mm. we helped raise twelve hundred dollars for Luther. Not great work, great work. That Everyone is... that pitched it and bought, thank you so much for having faith in us. Yeah, uh, for those that bought this and don't know what you got into, I am so sorry. Yeah, uh, if, if someone bought the spot for you, but we're going to get those. Hopefully pretty soon. I know we're getting into a busy time with family yep. and Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we'll find time and we'll get the we'll get all the winners here sooner or later. Um, I think that's it, guys. Um, I do actually. I do have one more thing, but we'll go ahead and say bye, and then we'll go ahead and I do have one more voicemail for you. Oh. Um, this one's what? completely different though. So oh, right. my name's Aaron. That was Jeff. Yeah. That was John. We'll see y'all later. Peace out. Bye. Um, yeah, I am calling uh, from Missouri, and I was wondering if uh, you could put from water into my dog's water bowl. Um, normally, I would put water into my dog's water bowl, but um, like I said, I'm in Missouri, and, um, well, my dog is not. Um my dog could use some water uh, in their water bowl. Um, if you can just call me back when you complete this task, I would be greatly appreciative of that. I love you. If you got one camper with a bloody nose, one with smelly armpits and no clean clothes, then grab your Nalgene of water and your Bible quotes and listen to one time summer camp.